Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. If you've been paying attention to what's happening in online media, you know that podcasts are exploding right now. But if you've only been listening to podcasts and not using them as a marketing tool, you're missing out. I'm not talking about starting your own podcast. I'm talking about a faster way of taking advantage of this rapidly growing medium. I'm talking about getting featured on popular podcasts in your market. Doing this will allow you to leverage the audiences of respected players in your space and get in front of thousands of your ideal customers for free. Today, I'm going to talk to the CEO of a successful SaaS company who's used cold email automation to get himself booked on 130 podcasts in the span of five months. He's used this process to gain awareness for his software, grow his influence, and gain new customers. After implementing this strategy, you'll have a framework for getting yourself on podcast too. I'll see you on the other side. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Yarun Courthout is the co-founder of SalesFlare. SalesFlare is a simply powerful CRM that automates your data to build better relationships and make more sales. It's a fast, visual, and easy-to-use sales machine built on happiness with the latest tech by humans for humans. SalesFlare is the most popular CRM ever on both Product Hunt and AppSumo. It also got featured on TechCrunch and Entrepreneur.com. Yarun, pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah. Awesome. A couple questions on Salesflare for the listeners. What makes Salesflare unique from other CRMs out there? Uh, it's the only one you'll find that uh, is really built from the ground up for automated data input. So many CRMs out there have started sinking in some information, but Salesflare, like six years ago when we started, our very first idea was like it needs to be a CRM that automatically fills out itself the least amount of data input possible, and it's really built that way so that really like you get the information and you basically need to curate it. You have everything in there. You can obviously still add things manually here and there, but most of it should be there automatically for you so that you don't run into the issue you will have most other CRMs is that at some point you just don't fill it out anymore for whatever reason, whether it is because your discipline lacks or whether it is because you just started selling well and you're like, yeah, this CRM, I don't really need it. 
or whether it is because it's too much work and you don't get much out of it or you know there's there's tons of reasons and most people hate crms because of this sort of tension and because it never works and we try to solve that awesome and who would you say gets the most out of salesflare your best fit customer for the product we have three very strong types of customers it's uh, marketing agencies use our software a lot uh, we have software development companies like companies who develop software for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have software companies, uh, so SaaS companies, and then other companies as well, like telco companies and the like is also is also a very good match. But the, the main ones are the ones I mentioned. Awesome, those three. Cool. Today, what we're going to talk about is some podcast outreach you've been doing and some specifics around that. So let's take a high-level approach, then we'll kind of zoom in on the different pieces. What was the goal of this campaign and what were like the big steps of it? Yeah, the goal of the campaign is very simple. It's to get on podcasts. So why do we do that? It's just to get some uh, external visibility for Salesflare. Uh, podcasts are a great medium to promote yourself because you sure. you always get to explain in the beginning why you started the company. You took a slightly different approach, but still people know what Salesflare is about. And that's just nice to get our no- name out there. And there's not a whole lot of work involved in doing a podcast. It's usually just jumping on a call. And then, uh, although there is often a lot of them that like ask you to fill out forms and stuff relatively, mm-hmm. it's not at all like doing webinars with other companies or guest blogging or so. It's really, really much, much easier. Right. And um, the approach we took is we looked for relevant podcasts. So we focus on the target groups I said. So we looked for... Uh, topics around SaaS, topics around sales, topics around entrepreneurship, and sort of marketing as well. Mm-hmm. It's also areas in which we have stuff to share, uh, which is good sure. if you want to get on podcasts to uh, yeah, need something to talk about. It's not just to promote your product. Some podcasts are like that, but those are the weird ones. Mm-hmm. What we did is we took listennotes.com. Okay. It's like a search engine for podcasts. Right. And if you get a premium subscription, you can actually search very specifically. You can say, only show me podcasts on which um, there was activity in the last two weeks or the last month or so that have over this many episodes that, you know, you Mm -hmm. can go quite deep. Nowadays, they even offer an extra thing, which is super cool that you can um, see the popularity of a podcast that wasn't available before. It's in the last two months, they started introducing this. They give it a listen score. And based on that, they say it's a top 0.5%, top 2%, top 5%, top 10%, whatever uh, podcast. And the guys at Listen Notes are not going to like hearing this probably because they sell <laughs> the data also, but it's very easy to scrape. Okay. So we did that, loaded it to a Google Sheet, scraped iTunes as well, combined mm-hmm. the things because they give iTunes links as well. Plus, if you get this premium subscription with which you can have all the great filters, mm-hmm. you also get the email addresses of nice. the RSS feeds of the podcast. So you don't even have to go look for email addresses, just straight there. And um, my colleague, Kerry, who's a partnership manager, she basically took that file and checked podcast by podcast manually, mm. which is some work. Uh, sure. Not too much, if you think about it. <laughs> it's because we looked at, I think we emailed a thousand by now or something. She went through a list of about 3,000. Okay. Uh, she looked every time whether it's actually relevant or whether it's not like, when we filter on sales, for instance, like 
something about real estate sales because we have right. we have nothing to do with that mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, a podcast where only women can go on or something i mean sure. I, I cannot get on there right <laughs> um, <laughs> so we focused on the ones that are actually relevant otherwise you get into these weird conversations right then we just took that data we loaded it into salesflare and in salesflare we have an email outreach tool uh, oh, built nice. in which then also very tightly couples to the, the follow-up afterwards and the, the email opens and the email click trackings and the website tracking and all ties it easily together. Mm-hmm. So we load that in Salesforce and then classically, like you would do uh, in other systems, we set up a sequence and email them until they replied. Awesome. A couple questions on that. What did you use to scrape that information from Listen Notes? It's a tool called Data Scraper. Data Scraper. Oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, that is a good tool. Okay. So you scrape the data with Data Scraper. You really narrowed down in on your niche, but then went through and did mm-hmm. manual kind of just making sure like- To hey, narrow down even further, yeah. Absolutely. Loaded up into Salesflare, sent them a sequence. What was that sequence like? Yeah, how, how many took that in front of me to- in terms of subject line, we took the Jeroen on podcast name approach, okay. which worked quite well. Not amazing, but at, the first email was opened by 65% of people. Nice. It's, it's quite okay. Yeah. That's also an underestimation. Like, as you know, it's like not everybody loads the, the images and all. Right. And then we took a uh, high first name, our CEO Jeroen, the number one CRM product, and reserving some time in coming weeks to talk on podcasts very very short and i've had a close look at name of podcast and as far as i can tell it seems like a good fit for it which is true we had a quick look so Mm -hmm. (laughs) then the rest of the approach is the usual like are you the right person to talk about this or is there someone else in your team i should get into contact with that was the first email Mm -hmm. and now we sort of started iterating on that saying like, would you mind connecting me with the right person or should I fill out a form? Why did we do that? Because very often these podcasts require you to fill out a form. Mm-hmm. So we immediately want to speak to that. And then people often reply like, yeah, yeah there's a form here. And then, you know, cool. the next email was a variation of the same, also saying that I have podcast myself, which adds some credibility and, and gets people to rethink about it with a link to my podcast. And then the last email, like, a, you know, the classic breakup email. Simple. Simple sequence. How far apart were those touches? The touches, the first two, three days apart, then four days later, and then six days later. Okay, cool. Um, after doing that sequence, were there people, like, what were the kind of buckets of responses? Uh, you know, I'm sure some people were like, yeah, hey, here's the form. Boom, fill that out. And some people were like, yeah, sure. Let's schedule a time. Anything else in there? Yeah, there's the ones that say, uh, sure, uh, let's book. Here's the the link. I think mm-hmm. that's the majority of them, mm-hmm. uh, of the responses. Then there's the ones that say, yes, well, you need to go through a form first. Then there's some that say, uh, not now, because they're already fully booked. Like there's podcasts that have a queue that is too big, or supposedly, I know. And then they say, well, you know, then and then then we schedule something to follow up later mm-hmm. and then there's the ones that say well it's probably not a fit but i don't think we got a lot of those because we actually already uh, on the front end went in quite deeply yeah yeah inside of salesflare when you're managing this did you have different stages of these and how did you kind of move them across yeah uh, in the pipeline yeah yeah 
Yeah, we have a pipeline for that, but it's not really an exemplary pipeline, I must say. The thing is, we are it's a pipeline called Visibility Partnerships, and we okay. try to map all kinds of processes on one pipeline. Mm-hmm. It's honestly not the best way of doing it, so I wouldn't really take it as an example. <laughs> but we have uh, stages for the podcast, like contacted, well, that's, that's where they end first. Then there's intro booked. In many of these podcasts, also, there's an intro first. I forgot to say that. You have a chat with them first, you jump in a call, you have a chat about who are you, what do you think you can offer and all this kind of stuff, get to know each other a bit, and then you schedule the actual podcast. Cool. Then there's interested slash accepted, there's scheduled, Mm -hmm. and then there's recorded, and then there's live, and there's also rejected. Cool. When people told you, you know, not right now or follow up later, did you do anything specific there? Did you reach out manually later, have a cadence for that? Something, something automated? Yeah, there's multiple possibilities for that. We have tasks in, in Salesforce, but I think Gary mostly went with the snoozing in Gmail, which is also what I usually do. Okay. You just snooze it for later and then it just reappears in your inbox, uh, which is very handy as well. Awesome. Was there anything that Salesflare helped you do specifically with this campaign where another CRM wouldn't have been able to? Yeah, from other CRMs, first of all, you wouldn't be able to send a, a sequence. I know, for instance, like uh, Pipedrive only allows you a group email on the pro plan, but that's not a sequence. It's just like one email. Mm-hmm. In HubSpot, you need to sort of enroll the more. You cannot do that really as a batch. And plus, it's quite expensive uh, if you want to do that. Next to that, link to the email sequences. What you have in Salesforce as well is when people uh, click on links, the website tracking also uh, links up. Mm-hmm. So if they click on anything and then check out your website, you can follow all that as well. Nice. Let me think what else. Can you see what pages they visit? Yeah, you can see what pages they visit for how cool. long and this kind of stuff. But for podcasts, it's it's bit less interesting. I mean, it's interesting that they checked you out. Mm. For customers, it's like if they look at stuff like the pricing page and then go look at specific compare pages and stuff, then it gives you a good idea. Of, uh, sure. Things. That intent. Definitely. Yeah. This campaign, you had a thousand people or a thousand podcasts you're reaching out to. How long did this campaign go for? Or maybe it's still going. And what were the results in terms of uh, how many bookings you got? Yeah, we uh, started with this in August or something. Okay. And then Carrie filled it uh, gradually. I think the last batch she added was uh, somewhere in November, November 12th, I see. Okay. We sent it to 903 people and 24% replied, uh, which is 216. I think in terms of bookings, I don't have an exact count, but it must be somewhere around 130 Wow. Um, so 130 that I actually got on the, well, either booked or already recorded. I think I recorded so far, I recorded the 110 uh, wow. podcasts. That's yeah. a lot. And we're recording yeah. this on December 17th. So that's within a span of four months about, right? You yeah. On 110 podcasts. Can you imagine um, my days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's incredible. Um, on Tuesday, you... Tuesday, I think, I was on uh, five podcasts in a day. That was wow. a busy one. Yeah. Wow. Have you started to see the benefits of being on these podcasts or any sort of tangible effects from 
competing feature? We're, like? we're tracking that when you get on Salesflare. If you're on there for a bit, we're now asking at some point, like, where did you hear about Salesflare? Sure. Podcast started appearing more and more in there. Nice. Although I don't personally really, really believe in the very short-term impact of this. Sure. I mean, there are many people that will hear this on a podcast that are not right now in the market for a CRM. Mm. Some might, and those might immediately sign up. I believe that in the long term, just getting the word out there uh, sure. at the moment that people look, they will find this. For sure. And since you have your target so tightly focused, people listen to multiple podcasts and they hear you on several. Hey, this guy's on everywhere, you know, in, in, in that <laughs> yeah. world. And that I happens. had some people saying that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned a thing about the where you heard us because, you know, podcasting, just traffic, and it's harder to track than other mediums, right? Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you put that on your website that where did you hear from us? No, that's uh, when you sign up for a trial in Salesforce. Okay. We have a, a thing called Refiner now, refiner.io that we run. It both, we use it for NPS scoring, mm-hmm. but you can use it for all kinds of stuff. So you can trigger surveys in your app and certain things happen. And we use it for like, if people get on a trial and they're on there for a bit, then it's asked like, Hey, how did you find out about us? Awesome. Was there any sort of like percentage lift in trials from podcasting that you noticed from this, something like that? We did see a small lift in trials and definitely the share of leads coming from podcasts became bigger. Yeah. Awesome. If you plan to do this again, what are some things that you would do differently moving forward? Good question. What we're doing now is a sort of a, a second part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, so since on Listen Notes, you have the popularity um, measures, mm-hmm. I scraped that as well which makes that we now know which are the most important ones to focus on. And Gary's actually really manually reaching out to these people, uh, finding their LinkedIn profiles, getting in touch with them, uh, trying to book those because those are way more impactful than many of the other ones we've been on. Gotcha. Apart from that, I don't really know. I think everyone, everything went quite well. Sometimes I wonder what the best approach is, whether it is the very short succinct approach that we took or whether it's really giving some more information in the email. I have a podcast myself and I get so much. First of all, I get a lot of things that are not a match for my podcast because I only yep. interview SaaS founders and I get, I get like, this guy uh, creates uh, masks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's great, but it's not a good match for SaaS founders. Very often these emails are very long with lots mm. of supposed credibility thrown at me and I, I feel like, oh, I don't know. Bios, info um, sheets, that sort of thing. Yeah, it doesn't happen often that I accept people. And I think with our 24% reply rate and about, let's say, yeah, 14% or so booking rate, we were quite successful there. So I don't know, maybe get these people in the funnel again to book even more of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know exactly how we do that. Sure. Do you plan to do this again with, yeah, I don't know, Facebook groups or YouTube or anything like that? Mm, I don't see right away like uh, how Facebook groups or YouTube or so would really work. Podcasts are easy. Mm-hmm. Podcasts on YouTube, by the way, it almost never works. Like people take the video of the podcast, put it on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. 
What does work well next to podcasting is LinkedIn Lives. Mm. Not so much at the moment it's live, but often afterwards as a video on LinkedIn. I mean, I've been on a lot of podcasts, so I've seen what works and what doesn't. And the hosts that do that actually get much more, first of all, eyeballs on their interviews. Their podcast grows quicker. And what I've seen working as well is if if they take like snippets of the interview and Mm -hmm. post these videos on LinkedIn, that's, that's very powerful as well. Awesome. Where can people go to, if they're interested in trying out Salesflare? Uh, just on salesflare.com. So that's F-L-A-R-E uh, for Flare. And you can uh, hit try it for free at the top right. And during the trial, you can do everything you want, including sending email sequences. The trial is anywhere between 7 and 30 days because we give you extra days on the trial as you uh, set it up because we've seen that people who set it up better are more successful in the sure. long term. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that on LinkedIn. Just send me a message on LinkedIn with a personal note, please. And then I'll certainly get in touch with you. If you don't include a personal note, then I cannot distinguish you from all the spam I get there. Mm -hmm, Uh, Sure. Include one. (laughs) Awesome. Jeroen, pleasure to have you on. Thanks for sharing what's been working for you. I appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to seeing more of what you do in the future. You're welcome. This was fun. Absolutely. Bye-bye. I got a lot out of that interview and I really enjoyed listening to how a true operator goes about getting more traffic to his business. Take this knowledge, implement it, and let me know how it goes. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.